Okay, I'm I'm gonna go grab another beer. <laughs> fucking do it. Fuck it. Yeah. I, I I support whatever you need to get through this. Like any of us. Like you know, you need to do a bump. You need to do a bump real fast. Are we talking about the the, the sweet sweet lady cocaine? <laughs> yeah, that sweet lady co- cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine. <laughs> You need, to, you need to snort some down into your nose palace. I, I, I fully support it. You know what this is? <laughs> that's, that's the sound of me getting through this episode. <laughs> all right. You feeling good, Nathan? I'm feeling so good. We all set? All, everybody set? Yep. Ordinary Alrighty then, somebody <laughs> stop me. This is smoking. Jim Carrey. Dumb and Dumber quote. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> uh, hey everybody, I'm so sorry for that. Uh, this is Saturday morning Tuesdays, and this is uh, I'm Austin, uh, and I am Rory. Rory Foy. Andy. And we're doing our most specific, hyper-specific episode <laughs> of Saturday Morning Tuesdays yet. We are doing our Jim Carrey special, namely the animated yeah, you, no, 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 series. No, 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 let's stop. Let's stop here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a, a special about, not about Jim Carrey, but about the shows made from movies of the, the, the one the, the three one 1994 legend. movies of Jim Carrey. <laughs> uh, we were doing the three shows made in 1995 based on the three 1994 Jim Carrey movies, <laughs> The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and the other one, Ace Ventura, Ace Pet Detective. I had uh, no idea all three of these came out in the same year. Yeah, oh, same yeah, exact it's year. It's incredible. And, uh, you know, we were really racking our brains to try and figure out uh, who we wanted to, to take along with us uh, on this horrible sort of journey of self-discovery and 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 hatred and we realized that the last time we brought nathan cox on we watched kid video so we already started him off with a really low bar uh and we may as well just keep feeding him trash hi nathan hey andy it's me nathan zoo books cox uh, here, <laughs> here to suffer it's for you. what feels like an eternity while watching these three really really poorly done animated shows you're like in a black hole or like you're like in a bottomless pit that you just keep falling down and you never find land except That's, we're doing it to you yeah <laughs> right yeah, yeah right. if there's a verb if we can somehow bottomless pit you that's what we're doing well, I was excited when you guys uh, talked to me a, a month or two ago about coming back on the show, and then you told me what the show premise was going to be about, and I just knew it without even – I faintly recalled some of them, but I was like, this is nothing but bad. They uh, – I am their friend, oh, but my they friends hate me hang at out the same me? time. <laughs> they clearly oh, hate me. Oh, no. This is, this is punishment. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. punished the bad man, pun- Nathan, with the some crimes very bad shows. Shows. That's correct. I so, feel punished. Yeah, the circumstances behind this occurring, I just don't understand. I mean, was the Carry brand that hot at the time? Like, oh was yeah, it, I, if you think I remember about it, it he's but... one of the last true what I would call the ho- like old Hollywood movie stars, where the genre of film was the star of the film. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, people thought he was the next uh, Jerry Lewis. Like, and in a lot of ways, he kind of was for the 90s, right? Well, yeah, I mean, he went, it's crazy because like people knew him as the white guy from In Living Color. And then (laughs) in 1994, we saw he came out with three movies and they were iconic movies. And it was crazy. I mean, that doesn't happen. Nobody has a banner breakout year like that. Oh, now hold on a minute. Uh, <laughs> let's, you are besmirching the name of Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Channing Tatum. <laughs> this has been done they, they, since they, then. They threw out a they do, threw do out, a, they threw out a triple King? hitter. What, what was what were the what would, what would DWJ's GTRJ whatever however it you know condenses down to letters? What did he do? M- Moana, which is already animated, uh, okay, okay. Fate of the Furious, and Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, all in one calendar year. Those all made a lot of money. I will grant him that. Three movies yeah. in one year that make a lot of money is still really rare for one actor to do. Sure, but we do already know who The Rock is, and Jim Carrey was kind of, I don't know, out, not out of nowhere, but still pretty unknown at the time. But I would suggest that it's right. the same Jim thing. Carrey, that, uh, Jim Carrey, he was a, he was a stand-up. He was, and he was successful-ish and then going into in living color uh he was definitely the most famous on the cast but that wasn't saying that much at the time yeah so i guess what i'm saying is no nathan you're wrong but also (laughs) you're not wrong but also austin was wrong (laughs) we're all a little wrong (laughs) all i'm gonna say is that all those movies, all the rock movies are, they're not act, like they only exist because of the rock, just like these other movies only existed because of Jim Carrey. They're based solely around his personality and performance. Sure. That's accurate. You might, yeah. you might even say that the rock is the next Jim Carrey. <laughs> I think might. we often do. <laughs> yeah. I, I was saying it's that just, to my wife just, just morning. page after page of the rock is the next jim carrey his austin's madman notebook <laughs> I, I really love that we're we're waiting as long as possible to talk about any of these shows oh yeah you can tell uh, how reluctant we are <laughs> so we set the time and place here it's 1994 these three movies have just come out jim carrey is like blowing up and everybody wants a little piece of that jim carrey pie they want that jc pie can I, and so, can I can I can I procrastinate one more time? Please. <laughs> uh, have we all seen the movies? Have we seen all three of these movies? I no, I, oh, I yes. know I have. Austin, what have, what haven't you seen? So I have seen The Mask. Uh, I and I, I haven't seen remember... it since like 1994. Yeah. Whatever came out, I've not time seen I saw it, it since. I don't think I could possibly handle it. But uh, I did. I don't actually remember watching all of Ace Ventura. I don't think I definitely didn't watch Dumb and Dumber. Ace Ventura used to be on TV a lot, like on a Saturday or whatever. I saw the rhino butthole scene. That's what I've seen from the sequel. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's when nature calls. The man inside the anus. Um, (laughs) But my parents were the least interested in in the the character zaniness of, of James Carey at the time. Which is Uh, kind of funny. Your dad's your dad's silly in a non in a not non Carey kind of way. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like he did not want to watch a movie called Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, uh, you know he was forty six at the time, and I was a, Dumb and a Dumber, five or but, six year but old. But I'm smart. I'm a smart boy. Yeah, so we didn't watch him, and then I never saw him. But I was aware. I mean, I was, I was absolutely aware of the you know the landslide of James Carey after the mask. And Nathan, you said that you'd seen Dumb and Dumber like twenty times. Something like that. I'm having a hard time accepting that Austin has never seen the movie. 
because I can't tell if just my opinion was so strongly impressed at a young age, but <laughs> I think it holds up and is still a hilarious movie. Uh, Dumb and Dumber is, as a movie, significantly better than the other two. Yeah. Yes. I I agree. There are moments in it where I'm like, this is either really dated or is just relying on gross out humor. But there are solid jokes throughout the movie that uh, are funny for a very specific reason, which I'll get more into when we get to the Dumb and Dumber animated show. <laughs> yeah. So the things uh, that the I movie really got... want you to watch it, Austin. I really want yeah. you to watch that movie. I'll, I'll eventually have to do it. Okay. Yeah. The movie made them. They were not just punchlines of dumb people they they were unbelievably dumb to the point where they weren't it never felt like they were getting you know put down for how dumb they are because they're almost oxymoronic by their very existence right like the fact that these two these two imbeciles could even exist is funny right i mean they would never have made it to adulthood (laughs) right (laughs) like just hands like they would they would have died they were they're completely in the absurd. They're basically yeah. turtles. <laughs> <laughs> to round it out, I, so, I have seen the other two movies as well. I saw The Mask a bunch of times when I was younger. Haven't seen it in probably like 20 years. I only saw Ace Ventura a couple times because I wasn't allowed to watch it. But I also want to remark on the fact that I'm about, I want to say, three to five years older than the rest of you. So mm-hmm. I think I was like especially like... That's 100 prime- kid years. <laughs> yeah, it is 100 kid years. I think it's I was true, the prime though, target. Like it, I was the prime target for yeah, no doubt. these movies and these shows. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. that's true. Because, like, I mean, even five, even just five years, like the slate of cartoons that are available for you to enjoy and like targeted at you specifically is well, entirely o- different. Old enough that your parents can't be like, I don't want to see that, so you aren't going to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was 11. At that point, they weren't You're really going to be like, nah, I'm still going to see it, though. I was watching. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, you are a master of your own destiny at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something, something interesting I noticed about the movies, though, because I looked up the synopses for all of the movies today, and I realized it was hitting that era of the 90s where the main villains of every movie after Home Alone came out was just the villains of Home Alone was just, (laughs) we'll put some burglars or mobsters or hitmen or organized criminals of some kind. uh, And they're just kind of there for some reason. And they're just going to get, get hit in the crotch a lot. (laughs) And I think that happened for about six years solid after Home Alone came out. And that was every possible movie. Because it's burglars getting hit in the crotch a lot. It is pretty much burglars getting hit in the crotch. And I and I don't know I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> um the one thing that I can say about all three of these cartoons that we watched that I think is at least slightly interesting before we dive in and start having to tear our own brains out piece by piece. Um mm-hmm. they all tried to get the rights to Jim Carrey's likeness, but only one of them actually got those rights. Mm-hmm. And uh so Dumb and Dumber and The Mask, the, these cartoons, could not actually intentionally design their characters with, you know, what could be said to be very specifically a Jim Carrey look. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had, they to, had go, to rely on, much like the, the characters in their show, entirely caricature of Jim Carrey. Right. And the so <clears throat> I've got like a, I got a couple quotes. So the Dumb and Dumber uh, producer said, 
We take it as a compliment if people think of him, but it wasn't a conscious thing. We felt it was about a fantastic comic duo like Hope and Crosby or Lenny and Squiggy. Uh, <laughs> and then the mask person, uh, the the producer of the mask said, "Yeah, it doesn't really matter that he can't look like Jim Carrey's face. He can't copyright his timing or his action or his broad gestures. Those are all first done in cartoons anyway." Um, which just really just makes me laugh because it just strikes if these producers just butthurt as fuck that they couldn't get Jim Carrey's likeness and tried to spin it any way they can. And for the mask, oh, it sure. kind of worked, I thought. Like, for, if you compare it to the movie where he's kind of always got, he's Jim Carrey with and without the mask, the mm-hmm, animated right. show was able to sort of create a larger seam well, between, yeah. the, shitty, between the, the, the non-mask character Jim and the Carrey's character face. with the mask on. When he's the mask, he's the cool version. So yeah. it was kind of, you didn't want to <laughs> see him all that often without the mask on. The other cartoon, though, Ace Ventura, they did have it. And uh, I have to wonder if they just spent all their budget on <laughs> getting that likeness and then and then didn't have enough to hire talent. Ace uh, Ventura we'll get... was a fucking stinker. <laughs> it really sucked. So we decided to kind of compliment sandwich Ace Ventura in the middle. And I think the first <laughs> one that, the, that we want to talk about is Dumb and Dumber. So uh, I want to rip this Band-Aid and start talking about this. Here we go. All right, guys, we checked out an episode of Dumb and Dumber called Top Dumbs. And the naps is Harry and Lloyd are hired as test pilots for a state of the art military aircraft. Then that's that's what we got. That's, oh, that's, that's it. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> wow. So here, here's the deal. Uh, when you go into these shows, like I did, with your expectations set at rock bottom, <laughs> <laughs> any sort of mild surprise or interest is actually incredibly entertaining. <laughs> um, and I walked away actually not having the worst time with all three of these shows. Uh. Because again, I was, you know, I came in with some expectations set. Yeah. Uh, that were very low. And, you know, the fact that they exceeded those expectations, I think every show actually exceeded those expectations. And uh, <laughs> uh, I actually quite enjoyed this. Uh, Dumb and Dumber actually quite enjoyed a lot more than I thought. It had a couple moments. Now, I want to hear from Nathan first. Because you did, you did talk a big <sighs> talk about being our resident dumb and dumber expert. <laughs> I want to know. I, I want to know how you felt it translated and what what you thought was kind of good or bad about this. Uh, I feel as if it does not translate in the slightest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there, there's so little in common between the movie and the animated show. Uh, yeah, that's which it's nothing. Let's. Let's start with the the beaver. Can we start with the beaver? Um, I would love to start with the beaver. Let's start with the beaver. (laughs) There's a beaver. Like we always say. (laughs) Like we always say, The Rock is the new Jim Carrey, and let's start with the beaver. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Now, it makes it very clear in the intro to this animated series that uh, the beaver is the third character out of the three of them. Uh, because they're chasing after a woman in the entire intro, and then it turns out the woman is a beaver in a woman outfit. But still a female <laughs> beaver, we are led to believe. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, 
I, the beaver is kind of endearing and strangely cute. It's purple for some reason, has a big bow on its back. Uh, they think it's a cat and its name the, is Kitty. Yeah, yeah, all this is true. Uh, <laughs> and the fact that they felt the need to include a beaver uh, tells you everything that you need to know because they're like, <laughs> the two of these guys aren't enough uh, to carry this show. We need. Uh, now, the beaver actually goes missing for a large portion of this episode. And I'd like to think that the way this works is normally the beaver is like more the voice of reason and like saves them throughout. Yeah. Uh, because they're so dumb that they wouldn't survive without the beaver. But the beaver is just getting some like bodybuilder beaver dick the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, be- that beaver is fucking away the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That There's- beaver fucks. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a couple sentences and get us really quickly uh, caught up because that that synopsis didn't do a very good job. So sure, here's actually what happens. There, uh, I don't. It's some stupid bullshit at the beginning. They crash into an, a military airfield. They meet this general who thinks that they're dumb enough to be their test pilots for a new crazy giant aircraft, which is like the size of like a small town. Uh, but it turns out that all they're being do, uh, being used for is to test the essentially the AI that's going to drive it and see if the AI is uh, possibly distracted by their stupidity. And they spend the whole time fucking everything up on this airplane, and then the airplane crashes, and uh, and and the episode is over. So now you have context for the rest of what the fuck we're going to talk about. It makes just as much sense as anything that I said. <laughs> <laughs> the, the AI strangely sometimes has the voice of Clint Eastwood, which is, hmm. I believe, referred to by one of the by Harry or Lloyd at some point where they just out of nowhere say he sounds like Clint, uh, but doesn't say Eastwood, maybe because then they would have likeness or impersonation issues. I don't know why. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, his name is clear. No, uh, but the I biggest thing, like in talking about the the difference between why, in my mind, the movie works and the animated show doesn't, is that in the movie they are they misunderstand everything. It's like they get it, but then everything is one notch like turned too far. So they get like common phrases wrong. They do things incorrectly that are normally done easily. Uh, the humor is better, have, yeah. The humor is better. They have these wild ideas about how can they can like not exactly get rich quick schemes, but the approximation of that same thing. Well, but you've touched on you've touched on the biggest part, I think, is that they had ideas. They 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 were active participants in the story and in the cartoon. They just blindly bumble from one gag to the next. Yes, they have no ideas. They have uh, there's point A and point B and they are on a thread moving from one point to the next and that's totally it. Yeah, yeah it's like the only thing motivating the plot is their own stupidity that fuels coincidence mm-hmm. like everything happens to them on accident and then they're okay and oblivious at the end and <laughs> what yeah. i will say though there's a lot of good animation like good animation gags uh because it yeah comes i like really the style of this it's super cartoonish yeah, it's so it came from a lot of the same folks that would later do basically every all of the Cartoon Network cartoon cartoons. Uh-huh. Uh, I am Weasel, Cow and Chicken, uh, Craig McCracken did a lot of the major uh, story uh, character designs. Uh, who yeah. did Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Lab, and so Dexter's Lab has uh, a lot of visual connectivity with this, with the style of this show. Um, a lot of similarities with that. Um, and so it was a talented team that was like 
you know, kind of just getting started with the show. I like the animation with like the really thick lines around the characters. Like it, it looks bold. Mm-hmm. It it looks uh, more creative slightly somehow. Uh, the the backgrounds are yeah. the The backgrounds are still kind of just quality. Uh, bad animation from the era where it's just like weird geometric shapes as the textures for <laughs> everything. Uh, but the characters themselves are kind of more fun to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also really enjoyed the humor in, in their design in in the ship or not the ship, but the giant airplane, this airplane yeah. is huge is ridiculously huge. Uh, yeah, I with like a city I wrote down as, as soon as the airplane showed up, I wrote this note that says, Oh no, I like this. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like it was the first moment in that episode where i was like oh shit this is actually fun <laughs> yeah that was my experience too it was like they 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 hooked me with the plot or with the setup because it was you know kind of like stupid stupid forgettable whatever and then as soon as they're the test pilots on the ship that's actually like a cool like yeah and there's that yeah, there's the interesting me. weird robot uh-huh yeah it's being run by a malevolent ai and suddenly i'm like okay <laughs> Yeah. All right. This is on a cool. This is going to a cooler place than I thought. Yeah, that AI is the yeah. only likable character in the entire thing except for maybe the beaver. <laughs> so, the beaver. We, I don't. I don't want to keep going back to the beaver, or do I? But <laughs> or do I? <laughs> but the to give you a little bit of uh, just so that you don't think that some random person was fucking a beaver. There's a zoo on this plane. And they drive by the zoo in a golf cart, and there's a big buff beaver in the zoo, and our lady beaver goes off and just, uh, you know, so has a honeymoon. So this is the first time I noticed that the that our that this beaver was was gendered, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious what the was this sort of like a like a Rocco's Modern Life kind of joke, like a little bit risque by having a Maybe. beaver. I don't know because they didn't really it's... play with it much. It's possible that it's kind of a, a fun wink. I'm not sure where the actual like connection of why a beaver versus any <laughs> yeah. other animal. It's just a sillier animal, or they could get away with some little like adult winky wink jokes. Yeah, uh, Hanna Barbera comes back and says, "We did, the, we did the, we ran the numbers. Test audiences love beavers. beavers. <laughs> it's the year of beavers. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna capitalize on this." <laughs> but when the beaver notices the the bodybuilding beaver in the zoo, it's a nice bit of female gaze that we get. Like we don't see that a lot. Yeah, she, of, and of she, a fully, she just melts, going, which was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Normally we get the bullshit other way, you know. Of, yeah, the awuga. Right, the awuga, and you see it's like, oh, it's a a dog with tits or whatever, and it's, <laughs> you know, with lipstick and tits, and it like, you know. <sighs> The eyes pop out and do that kind of thing. And it's like, it was nice to to get it the other way, to see uh, a little reversal there. It was nice to just, for fucking once, not have a dog with tits in all of my cartoons. There's just yeah. so many tit dogs everywhere mm-hmm. I turn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so then we meet Pal 9000, who, <laughs> you know, the 2001 reference there uh, is this eyeball computer that is... He's the hero uh, of the episode. <laughs> yeah yeah he's running the plane uh and basically the the test idea that the generals on land t- tell harry and lloyd to do is to just kind of quote fly the plane um and hang out while the 
and try to screw up the AI and to make sure the AI tests well and can fly this billion dollar plane. I mean, multi billion <laughs> yeah. dollar plane. Uh, they were really putting a lot, a lot into this test with completely <laughs> untrained people they found on the street. Well, you know, it's funny because the premise makes a lot of sense if they had worked even, I don't know, one, one, one thought into why. If, for example, I think you do want to idiot proof your, your, your airplane, like, but they, they explain it like Harry and Lloyd are, I don't know, um, trying to be, they're, they're, they have some sort of active goal. And when they don't, they just go be on a plane and see if the plane doesn't die. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it the, the AI fails. They <laughs> win. They're yeah. terrible enough that they ruin everything. Uh, and it, that some of that is pretty funny, but I do have to admit that there's about 10 minutes I checked out of this episode. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. It, there's a lot uh, of just sort of gagging around. Yeah. They do also literally make a computer throw up throw up quarters gagging yeah oh uh, are they quarters they look like metal like square chiclets to me (laughs) yeah it takes off his foot and the foot stink is so bad that it makes a computer done done chuck up well and and then the computer the computer is like i need fresh air and it opens a grate (laughs) yeah which i can't tell if it's actually funnier or if it's just real dumb it's impossible to tell I, I to don't that know. point, it seeks their death, though. It does kind of become fully a killing robot. It's like, look, I need you gone. <laughs> and I, need to, I need you to leave the plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's funny. Although it, it, it is weird when the AI was on this sort of, um, what do you call it? Uh, swiveling arm, like elbow like on piece. on a gimbal or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it, uh, the gag is funny when it unscrews itself from the elbow and then I don't really understand why it is now like has perfect flight. Oh yeah, yeah. the eye is just flying around like some sort of uh, <laughs> like a beholder. Yeah, uh, if that eye is if they figured out anti gravity with that eye, I don't know why they need twelve engines on an airplane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to say, my very favorite part of the episode is right near the end where uh, Pal finally has them in the cockpit, and he's he's basically like, "Okay, uh, I've decided." <laughs> You're not just bad people. You're not just terrible. You're like the worst people that have ever been. You're detrimental <laughs> to, to the go. existence of the human race. And I'm going to sacrifice myself to murder you. And I'm going <laughs> to crash this plane. <laughs> yeah. And it's so fucking real all of a sudden. Also, and I the love actor that. Who's, the, who's the robot character is doing a great job. Like a lot of great <laughs> vocal variations is just screaming at the top of its lungs at some point. It's very funny. It's really well done. Uh, also, uh, speaking of voice actors, the, um, the, is it Harry? Yeah, it's I Harry's think Harry voice actor. is Patrick from Spongebob. That yeah, is correct. Bob Foggerbacher. Yeah. Yeah. Was, what, yeah what, super familiar. What the hell is this? Fogger? Bill Fogger? Foggerbacher? Foggerbacher. Foggerbacher. Foggerbacher? Foggerbacher. F-A-G-R-B-A-K-K-E. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty good. And and Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo did the music. That's right. Hooray. There are, there are times <laughs> so, where, like, I definitely, I feel like I'm hearing Patrick uh, when he's <laughs> speaking, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's it's true. Hey, we should uh, go and plug the plane. <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't know. The there's a there's a weird thing that happens at the very end of this too, because uh, it does crash and they're fine because the beaver saves everybody. Right, um, they get they do have to evacuate the zoo. Yeah, uh, but they're fine, and the general calls them heroes, and as a reward, they get. Oh, we didn't mention the turkeys. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> they get two turkeys. They get so two much. turkeys as a reward. Turkeys. And and they're like, turkey dinner. Wow, we're heroes. And it's Labor Day. And they walk off into the sunset singing, oh, ten and bomb, oh, ten salon. I didn't get the Labor Day gig at all. Did you? It's Was like, that... they, think it, episode, they say Labor they... Day and then they sing a Christmas song. I think that's the extent of the joke. They think it's uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, sure, because they, they got turkey, so they're supposed to think it's Thanksgiving, right. but they fucked it Thanksgiving, up. Thanksgiving, okay. Labor Day, Christmas. But the lyrics <laughs> to oh, ten and bomb that they sing are, O Tannenbaum, O Tan Salon, I have a carcinoma. Huh. I like, mean, that's I not as to upsetting it. to me as the turkeys that have human faces. <laughs> like we said, we weren't going to talk about it. Yeah, but we should because those turkeys <laughs> had human faces and they, they cradled them and they were going to eat them. Well, those human face turkeys that I hate. Hey, does anybody want to talk about the new Marvel movie? Could that be what this podcast episode's about? We could talk about the newest Marvel movies. We talk, talk the about the hype with the human face. Talk, talk about hype for Captain Marvel. Yeah, Carol Danvers. Let's let's just talk about Brie Larson for another few minutes and then end this episode. You know, <laughs> let's, I, I, let's 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 take this but... episode to to the grave. Let's <laughs> let's end it. All right. What else? Do we have anything else that we want to say about Dumb and Dumber? How do we feel? It was okay for a uh, you know. Like Austin said, like if you've come in with the lowest possible expectations you can, you can lower. It it, it delivered more than what I what I had hoped. I yeah, for sure. I and I would have as a kid I would have watched this. Ugh. I'm disappointed my, in you. My biggest takeaway that I want to convey to anyone who might be listening to this is <laughs> don't ever watch it. Don't yeah. ever watch it. Don't do <laughs> it. Don't ever watch if, it. If you liked Dumb and Dumber, you'll probably hate it more. If you never saw Dumb and Dumber, less reason to watch it. Uh, Seriously. It, it just, there's like, there's very little that was charming about it. Uh, the performances were okay, but like nothing special. Uh, yeah, that's a really were... funny point though. <laughs> Whether you liked or didn't like Dumb and Dumber, like either way, this show <laughs> fails to deliver on the... <laughs> Yeah, it really isn't. It's classic cartoon premises, but yeah. but yeah, if you want to see those non- classic cartoon premises, something else. It's will nonstop, do it sort of like ten second gags. It's 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 um uh what uh what um what Animaniacs would do much much better later. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say if you if you I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but if you wanted to if you thought about watching any of these cartoons, I would say. I don't know. Stop. Think about it. Turn around and watch Animaniacs or Tiny Toons instead. Yeah. Tiny Toons, yeah. yeah. Like, it's just better. It's just better. And they're doing the same thing, but they're doing it with more brains involved and well, better talent. And they got to be they got to be original shows. They weren't had they didn't have to be mm-hmm. based off of an existing Jim Carrey sure. property from nineteen ninety four. Let's move on to our next one. Oh, 
I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do the quote. We're doing Ace Ventura. <laughs> it's Ace Ventura's next. Fuck this episode. Why did we do this? Uh, <laughs> Ace Ventura, season two, episode two, Snow Job. This is not a joke about blowjob. It is. As much as, as, much as I want it to be. Uh, <laughs> So when an Eskimo tribe's huskies disappear, Ace journeys to Siberia to help find them. However, things go from bad to worse when Ace's search gets him caught in the middle of a Russian arms smuggler's plan to steal a doomsday weapon from a secret military installation run by Russian armed forces who still believe the Cold War is in effect. <sighs> so, on, on paper, and I think the thing with this show is that it's it's not that bad if you completely take out Ace Ventura. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree exactly with that. Uh, he's what he's do you mean, incredibly painful. He speaks in nothing but carryisms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it I had mean, the most coherent plot by a long shot. It did, absolutely. And, and I'd say one of the more interesting ones with some, some good jokes in there. It's just you can't get over the main character being constantly cloying and unbearable. <laughs> And mm. pretty racially insensitive. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. No, it aged. It yes. aged like it aged very poorly. Uh, like the bad like milk. Everything about it aged poorly. Yeah. This is the. It's an entire episode about the Cold War. It, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. We'll yeah, get about, to that too. About I'm the sure. Cold War and Eskimos. Two things no one says out loud anymore. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's very, it's very frustrating and tone deaf. And like you said, every few, every few seconds, he's spewing something that makes you want to punch him in the face and rip your ears off. And there's um, a brief the second voice... where I thought they were going to be in on the joke, or as opposed to say uh, making the making the gags because they generally thought they were funny. Mm-hmm. When when he meets them, he says, "Let me handle this." I saw Nanook of the North five times, which is very <laughs> funny, as we know he's about to fuck this all up. Right. But then the jokes were not at his expense so much as, like, look at these goofy natives and their goofy, goofy ways. So it was like, ugh. Right. He just speaks gibberish to them as if, like, that's their language, which I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, which it's supposed to be dumb and he's supposed to not know how to do it. But also it's just feeding into the that type of problematic humor anyway. Well, it's yeah, like, it shouldn't really They're be all funny. living in igloos and they also have a polar bear next door. It kind of feels like it's like the same accuracy of cavemen living with a dinosaur around the corner. (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, yeah, they're people. They're real people. (laughs) Right. When he, when he gets up and he's trying to like talk to them, like he knows their language, he's not just saying gibberish. He's just saying names of television detectives. He he stands (laughs) up and goes, Kojak, Kojak, Banachek, Banachek. And it's like, a, what is that joke? Why are we doing detectives? Is it because he's a pet detective and that's the only connection? Like, And then B, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. And it's really uncomfortable to watch. And he's like yeah. hopping around like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the original movies are bad enough, right? I mean, like watching When yeah. Nature Calls is really uncomfortable. Uh, it's not great. Why do we well, have to do it? It made me wonder because... I know this came out in in 95, which was, I think, when Nature Calls came out, I think I looked looked at it three months earlier, was like when Nature Calls came out. It actually came out a year later. It was very quick. Uh, They wanted to capitalize on that. And I wonder if the animators had, like, seen a rough cut or a script before they started making Mm. the series. 
Uh, because there are a few things like when he's dancing around with the spear and accidentally stabs himself. Like I'm like, that's yeah. so similar to when nature uh, calls. Sure. Like yeah. they had to have known something yeah. about it. Um, or I guess he stabs the Eskimo dude. <laughs> which yeah, I did a bit of research. I was like, I was like Eskimos in Siberia. That oh, and then I looked it up and I was like, oh yeah. I mean, technically, yeah, that's solid. The I, people I that fall that under too. Eskimo does, yeah, does they do live in Siberia too because of the Bering Ice Bridge and all right, that stuff. Right, but they're but, not the, yeah, they're yep. not the same. Yeah, yeah, it's still um, very yep. generalized. They did. Uh, there was a thing that I did laugh at is when they were give they gave him an honorary Eskimo name. <laughs> Oh yes, uh, and he said, "Oh, is it dances with polar bears?" And no, it speaks with butt, <laughs> which, which is yeah, which is pretty it's, funny. It's actually a pretty funny joke. Uh, like I do like that. No, uh, it speaks with butt. <laughs> well, because earlier he does that. Okay, so if we want to talk about the things they steal from, from he does the, the Ace thing right? with butt talks. Yeah, yeah, he does the butt talking. He's got his little monkey pet friend named Spike. Um, but the butt talking, he has his butt say Klatu Barada Nikto. Again, like oh. all these, he, there's a lot of references in this in this show that just would fly over kids' heads, and I don't know why they make them. They're same hyper the, specific. The not funny. It doesn't make doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. The uh, the Klatu Barada Nikto joke. When I found out by looking on Wikipedia that one of the writers on the show was Seth MacFarlane, I was like, Oh, oh that's a Seth MacFarlane oh, joke. No. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, that. Uh, Everything starts to line up a little better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew that already or not. No, I had no I idea. Seth MacFarlane was on the show. That. Yeah. No, I. Yep. But now yeah, I'm thinking he... about like the Seth MacFarlane. Like, hey, I laughed once or twice, but at great cost. <laughs> <laughs> I think is sort of my Seth MacFarlane experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I think you are correct. Uh, but yeah, it explains a lot about like there are moments when you're watching it because I I Wikipedia it right when the episode started, and once I knew that that was the case, I was like, "That's his joke, that's his joke, that's his joke." <laughs> yeah, it was very clear. Yeah, that Damn makes it. sense. Um, so then, so he heads off to like recapture these huskies that are missing from the tribe. Uh, yeah, he's got a spear and he goes off into the into the cold, um, and he gets lost. Um, until mm-hmm. he's no longer lost, and he gets uh, black. He gets rescued bags, by some by some CIA G men yeah. who are like in Siberia on the trail of some international master of disguise super Arm criminal smuggler. named Dimitri. Yeah, and they think, uh, he's, and they think he's him, right? Which I don't know. It begins the overly complicated plot that we find ourselves in for the rest of the episode, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Dimitri thing couldn't be less important to me. He does escape with a nice reversal where suddenly he takes on the role of a British Interpol agent who's saying, ah, I was also trying to find Dimitri and uh, you uh, let him get away. Maybe, or, you know, do say something that only an American would know. Which but is you know, yeah. what, what I'll US kind of give it credit for is, is escalating from, you know, uh, the, a premise of, what is normalcy for this show? Ace Ventura investigates a pet to peak nonsense in a fairly believable escalation. Like mm-hmm. compared to Dumb and Dumber, where they just walk onto an airfield and then a military general says, "Okay, go test our robot." You know that yeah. has no that is no <laughs> sort of like connective tissue to get from sure. s- to normal yeah. to peak nonsense. Yeah, 
This yeah. one does escalate story- nicely. So he escapes from yeah, the storytelling is much better. Arguing <laughs> with each other uh, on on whether on whoever won the U.S. Open. Uh, right, which is kind of funny, and they're going back and forth, and then they they think they're Dimitri, and so he makes his escape. So now he's fleeing from the U.S. government before he immediately runs into the Russian government. Yeah, uh, and they they're like I don't know, they're conducting some sort of experiments on a giant doomsday device that could destroy half the world apparently, and he quickly gets captured, and I, I don't even know how to describe. The, the next chunk. Well, like, he was captured, so much happens. But first he was like, wait, why am I sneaking around? The Cold War's over. <laughs> they're not they're not enemies. Uh, which, again, is a, is a funny another funny little observation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, in between these like unbearable carryisms. But uh, that was a fun observation. But then he is captured because they don't know the Cold War's over. Ugh. Yeah. I'm having such trouble, you guys. <laughs> you sure you don't want to talk about football? <laughs> no, I don't. But I, well, I will say is my favorite part of the episode. Number one favorite part of the episode was uh, he he gets captured, but his monkey spite confesses, and they decide to make Spike an honorary Russian. Um, a member of the glorious uh, communist republic and they give him like a russian officer's suit with like a little hat and a uniform and he's you know in enjoying it like spike is like talking about revolution and (laughs) he's just sitting there like while ace is in jail and that's 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 pretty great seeing a monkey dressed up like a communist is pretty amazing (laughs) That's all you got to do to please Austin on this show. You just dress up a monkey <laughs> and you're done. There yep. it is. Uh, I don't know. I My favorite part of the episode personally was there. Uh, they, they obviously escape again because you can't, you know, spoiler alert. Ace Ventura does not die in a Russian Siberian prison. <laughs> um, but. They escape and they're on the snowmobile and they're running away. And as they're like skating down the mountain, they pass by those same G-men again. And they're still going, no, you're Dimitri. No, you're Dimitri. And I I actually laughed. It was like maybe the only time that I laughed out loud for like when I was watching any of these shows. You know, the gag, there was a similar gag that I liked in this one, too, that um, was uh, Ace Ventura comes out of the polar bear cave with this remote. And he's like, look what I found. And and the first gag is is. Oh, that's just our TV remote. And then he has a very similar second remote that he pulled out, and they all gasp at this at this <laughs> almost identical, at a slightly different remote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. There was again. There was one more gag. Uh, they found so they find the huskies in a meat locker, which I know what you're thinking that's going to be a bad dead dogs. Of, you know, dead dogs. No, the dogs are alive in the meat locker. Um, it's just where they kept them. It's fine. Right. And then they find uh, the tables turn on the janitor is actually this Dimitri. And uh, Ace accuses him of being not just a husky wrestler, but a rusky hustler. <laughs> yeah, that was it was funny. That, that was, was a good definitely gag. one of the best jokes in this. Like, I'm like, yeah. it's not hard to make that joke, but it's a good joke. It is a good joke. <laughs> it's a really good joke. And maybe, maybe 
they had that joke first and wrote the episode second. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> or, or at least at least wrote in that con man because the con man sort of is sort of secondary to the whole thing. I don't really he didn't do anything plot wise. Yeah, I mean, he stole the Huskies, but but it could have been the Ruskies like they, they added him in to make the joke, you know, <laughs> the, rhyme just, the rhyme is funny. The rhyme is um, funny. I right after that moment, I, I he like reveals that uh that the janitor is the one who is dimitri and spike holds up this pad where he's had everyone written down and then all of them are crossed out except the janitor and he looks real proud and ace is like okay you guessed it you were right (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was just pretty funny too yeah shit that this was a funny show it that's the thing is like oh wait i forgot everything else (laughs) right but the the team who made the show i think Probably after this, I didn't look it up, but they probably could have could have gone on to make some decent cartoons. Yeah, I was going to say, if if uh, if this show sounds passably interesting to you, it's because what we have not done is constantly uh, emulate Jim Carrey throughout the whole episode that they right. <laughs> emulate a person emulating Jim Carrey. Yeah, uh, because it really takes the show down from what I would call a high C. Right, mm-hmm. this is fine. Mm-hmm. It's good mm-hmm. in some ways. Mm-hmm. To an F minus, like it is insuff. <laughs> he is insufferable. Yeah, yeah. There is not a half of a second that goes by without some sort of bizarre shtick being pulled. And it's even worse because well, they this- got Jim Carrey's likeness too. Yeah, which doesn't even look that much like him. It, it his cheekbones look like two erections underneath fabric <laughs> at all times. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> your face is two dicks <laughs> two dicks under a rug I, I know. <laughs> if if you guys don't have an image in front of you look at it now and you'll be like oh yeah put a rug on your dick and like, oh. just just get a friend in a rug and have night have it you know just try to figure that out somebody stop me <laughs> oh. <laughs> god damn it uh, i would have liked from this episode to have seen it play a little bit more with the premise they set up that these guys don't believe the Cold War is over. Yeah. Um, mm. It was mostly just an excuse to have to to have people disagreeing. You it's know. an excuse to have the Rusky Hustler joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And his the vocal the voice performance, which I think is really the key to what all you guys are talking about about it being intolerable, is that. This vocal performance out of the three is my least favorite. I don't know if I want to say it's the least accurate. I think that might belong to Rob Paulson. Yeah, it's Rob. (laughs) But he took, they took the alrighty then, like catchphrase, the notes that that falls in kind of in a higher register. And they had the vocal performer like deliver all lines in between like four notes, like way above the staff where he's just Mm -hmm. constantly high pitched and grading and impossible to listen to yeah don't watch this show i noticed (laughs) yeah for the love of both dumb and dumber in both dumb and dumber and ace ventura they both have the same tooth notches in his smile Mm. uh which in dumb and dumber one of his front teeth is chipped which is actually jim carrey's actual tooth chip oh really but he doesn't have that in ace ventura so i was very curious 
why for the animation models for both of them, unless it's just like showing canine teeth on either side and that's the way they chose to show it. But it was something that I noticed they had in common and I didn't understand why since the characters aren't the same in the movies. Again, why I am paying attention to this at all <laughs> speaks to the quality of these shows. And I'm just like, oh, strange. He has tooth notches. Uh, yeah, Animation-wise, it gives a little bit of seasoning to what are otherwise just these, like, long white ivories. You know, because they, they, didn't, they sure. didn't animate every single tooth. So it gives it a little right. bit of color, a little bit of zip zap right. zozy. But, it adds, uh, that, adds that tooth seasoning. <laughs> Andy, tell us about our new sponsor this week, Tooth Seasoning. <laughs> you ever thought teeth are just too bland? They just taste bad uh-huh. when you're eating them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys, watching watching this show, like Nathan said, you start paying attention to the stupidest stuff because it fills your brain like buzzing bees. And <laughs> that's a great transition. If, and yeah, and I'd like to use that as a transition to get out of this and no, talk hold about on, the hold, next hold one. Hold on, let me say let me say one more thing okay, because I'm... I feel like this is like this is the one thing that like sums up to me everything that's wrong with Ace Ventura: Pet Detective the animated series. You got it. Is that his man? His manservant's name is Shika Dance, <laughs> which <laughs> is. Half a joke because it's supposed to sound funny because it sounds like chicken dance. But even if his name was Mr. Chicken Dance, it wouldn't be fucking funny. It's just like, it's like, are kids supposed to laugh because shika dance sounds weird? And not only, like, it was funny enough to them that it's a regular character that I'm guessing is in almost every single show. It was on the pad of paper that the monkey wrote on that you mentioned earlier. And the name (laughs) shika dance makes me so angry. It's actually kind of on brand for the Ace Ventura style of sort of hack comedy (laughs) where, if you remember in the movie, uh, there's a character who looks like the Monopoly Man. And then Ace Ventura calls him the Monopoly Man as like a put down. Yeah, just the, the, you wrote but him as a Monopoly like Man. That's already the joke. Calling him what you think you <laughs> made him is not extra funny. But the butler doesn't look like a chicken, and at no point does he do the chicken and he dance. Never chicken dances. It has nothing to do with the name Shika Dance. But if he did, you already got the joke when you made it the first time. When you wrote the words, he looks like a. He looks like a Monopoly man, or his name sounds like Chicken yes. Dance. You don't get to Those double are... down on the same thing. I'm done with that it. Is a, that is an obvious joke. This is a non-joke. It's not a joke, which is why the whole fucking show isn't no, funny. No, it's a okay. joke that's not funny. Because obviously... I'm, I'm going to calm you all down uh, with... A little bit of a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give give you an alternate opinion. I'm gonna give you a second opinion here. This is a review on IMDb oh for this show. It is called an awesome, crazy cartoon full of wild Ace Ventura comic fun. <laughs> Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, the cartoon, is one of the greatest cartoons ever made. The show captures all the wacky style and crazy antics of Ace and throws him into wild and fun situations around the universe and through time. It is what? also animated with a great artistic Through style time. and neat drawings. All the great uh, characters from the movies are in the show, such as Ace's pet monkey Spike, Iguato the police guy, Emilio, and even Woodstock. Gravy! Plenty of surf music <laughs> and Hawaiian shirts make this cartoon my favorite. Second only to my comic strip, which is influenced a lot by this cartoon. 
Uh, what? <laughs> I my favorite part is that he says plenty of surf music and Hawaiian shirts make this cartoon my favorite. Oh god. That's what yeah. did it was the surf music and Hawaiian shirts. He needs the Hawaiian shirts and you need monkeys in suits. Uh we all have our thing, you know? I'm not gonna yuck this Which, guy's young, I, but I am gonna tell him that I, he's a fucking idiot and no one should ever watch this show and we need to stop. Bad. Let's go. Let's leave. We're, we're doing yeah, harm to ourselves. Let's bring on the bees. Bring on the, the bees. bees. With my winning smile, I'm a living lesson in flair and style. You just can't help but stare at my subway fan. I'm Hugo, Deco, Roman, Greco, Rococo, Barocco, Bebop, Hip Hop, Flip Flop. Somebody stop me! Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are smoking now. We are somebody. Somebody stop us. We're here at the mask. We're here at the animated show, the animated series for the mask. Uh, this is it, people. This is the the final show. We've come this far so far. We've we're dragging <laughs> what's left of our bodies across the finish line to talk about the mask. Uh, so the episode we saw was called "To Be or Not to Be," and that's spelled like the buzzy insect. Um, and not the regular kind <laughs> like you like. Um, and the synopsis is a half man, half bee mutant known as the stinger, <laughs> which he does say it that way. Um, the stinger, uh, not stinger, uh, who can control all bees, but can't control his constant craving for honey. Wants to brainwash the entire population of edge city to manufacture honey for him. Um, and sometimes we'll say a synopsis like that and we'll say, you know what? It was funnier in the synopsis than it actually was in the episode. In this case, I think it was just as funny in the episode <laughs> yeah. than it was as it was in the synopsis. It was right on there. Uh, this one has by far the uh, the most famous voice talent in it. Uh, we got Rob Paulson as our main boy, Stanley Ipkiss. Um, and one of the policemen is voiced by Jim Cummings. We've got like Tress McNeil in there. Like yeah, they're the throwing Frank money Walters at actors. In there, like, and the animation is the significantly better too. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh yeah. Yeah, they had a whole team on this. And if I uh, if I had to pick one thing out of the many things that I hated about this to hate the most, because um, I know we, we we briefly talked about maybe we thought this was the best one, but I still really didn't like it. Uh, it's that. <laughs> It's it if last if in the last one we were complaining about too many carryisms, I'm so fucking done after even just one episode of this show of the mask changing costume and putting the on mask a different is pretty voice. painful. But luckily, we spent a lot of time with Stinger, so it was, it was quite delightful. <laughs> but like, yes. it's literally like three to seven times a scene the mask uh-huh. changes into some persona and puts on another accent or something bullshit just to say a joke that's not related to and- the action. Every third costume is playfully racist. So <laughs> that's that's another aspect mm. of it too. Is either sort of slightly homophobic, uh, or kind of racist. And so you know, not only is it not funny, it's also again very poorly aged. <laughs> yeah. Um. Not- but what if we what if we spent this whole time just talking about Buzz Stingman? <laughs> Please, uh, can we? I was gonna say. I- that's maybe yeah. I I strangely like Buzzstein. He's very too. funny. Uh, <laughs> He's this. We open on this like beekeeping dweeb Buzzstein. 
Uh, they're not and, even trying to make it like it's so it's so on the nose. Like <laughs> it's just he's yeah, a beekeeper isn't. named Buzz Stingman. <laughs> after he has after he transforms, he has the same like fat face, but then he has this like ripped torso, <laughs> little pom pom. I really antenna. like the and an incredibly <laughs> yeah. troublesome like bulging abdomen coming out of where his human butt used to be. Mm-hmm. It, it is, is very nasty. So, he is a bee. So Buzz Stingman, let's let's give him his full character arc because he does have that. <laughs> Mild-mannered Buzz Stingman. He was some kind of professor at, at a university, and he they told him to buzz off, uh, <laughs> as the fun new, news article said, because he was working on, you know, dark research with his bees, um, some sort of genetic experiment or horrible engineering of some kind, and he's created super bees. Um, and yeah, he's fire full him of too. anger and revenge, and he he sprays his bees, and they become super powerful, and they sting them all up. Good. Yeah, and they sting him so hard he turns into a man bee. Right. And he's, yeah, we're and we're and off he's, to the races already. He's just got <laughs> that 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 honey hunger now, and he spends the rest of the episode just jonesing for his next fix of honey, and that's all that he cares about. Yeah. Now we we do pick our episodes here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you've noticed you the, the pattern at all this? what was that did you pick this one no that actually i think i think andy, andy did, did but this is not the first time we've succumbed to a b episode a b episode <laughs> or a ghost episode is usually where we go what if we had ghost bees <laughs> oh no be called no I, I can't i can't boo- stay boo- away bees? from the bees god damn it i hate myself <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Nathan's not on board. Um, uh, I, I'm here. I'm still here. <laughs> I I think that the the best part about Buzz Stingman though is, like Rory said, he, I think it was Rory or maybe maybe Nathan. He still has his like shitty like fat human face, but the rest of him is a bee, and he's <laughs> got this terrible voice, and he just he just looks like a mediocre middle aged man, like went through the fly and then. It's, I don't know. It's fucking hilarious to watch. It's really like even, funny. Even when we're supposed to be a, like a little scared of him or intimidated by him, like watching him just carry the mask and drop him into a vat of honey is really funny. It's really funny. Also, <laughs> after his transformation, he dubs himself the Stinger, uh, as we mentioned <laughs> earlier. Although his name is Buzz Stingman, he doesn't have to change his name. No. <laughs> Uh, also, I like I like how the two characters meet. Um, basically, yes, yes the honey chews. The honey chew, like they both wanted this piece of candy, uh, mm. and I thought that was fun. It, the mask didn't show up to stop a you know a robbery. He, no, the whole this whole thing is just a is just a feud between two shitty people who want to <laughs> eat honey. But I'm trying to figure out when. When they when that encounter happens and he's wearing that red cloak, he looks like some like Final Fantasy character that I can't put my finger on. Which one he looks like in my mind? You can't put your stinger uh, on. <laughs> oh god! God damn it! He looks also, like Mumra. That two... Maybe that's I'm what sorry, I'm sorry. I said of. stinger, and it was very funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I don't feel like I've gotten my points yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was very funny. <laughs> he does look a little like Mumra. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And the, but his all, red, his red, his red uh, bathrobe. Yeah. Or what's what's the villain in the Black Cauldron? I feel like that might be what I'm thinking oh, sure. of. 
I don't remember. Um, but anyway, I yeah, the I one of the most like unbelievable things in the entire episode is the fact that two people would be feuding over what's basically a bit of honey candy. <laughs> yes. No yeah. one likes bit of honey. It's the worst <laughs> candy and everyone knows it. If it's in the pumpkin basket at the end of the night on Halloween, you leave it in the goddamn pumpkin basket. <laughs> no one wants bit of honey. Yeah, right down yeah. there next to like the lemon heads, you know? Like, I do it's, like a yeah. good lemon head. <laughs> Austin likes a lick of the lemon head. <laughs> <laughs> I only got to eat the candies that nobody wanted. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they're they, they're at the convenience store and they want this candy and then they just start fighting over it because you know the stinger is eating <laughs> everything honey that he can get his hands on. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call out every one of these horrible mask moments, but. Uh, here's, here's a, here's a, here's a blow by blow of a, of a really quick thing that I hate. Uh, the mask gets knocked into a big meat display and then the stinger gets away and then he jumps out of the meat box and he's for no reason dressed up like some kind of sausage ninja, like swinging the sausage links around like nunchucks just long enough to mutter something in a really racist Asian accent, run out the door and never talk about that again. And Mm -hmm. repeat that 40 times in a 22 minute episode and you understand what's going on. Yeah, each one a different fun country of the world and uh, cool well, it, it's, stereotype. The the problem is there is there is well there's a lot of problems. I don't want to defend it, but you could have come out like you could do the mask where he just does sausage ninja with these sausage nunchucks, and that's funny enough to be a bit. But mm-hmm. they just go a hundred and fifty percent on it and fuck right. it up and make it racist and nasty and. Yucky. So, like, if he had, like, two go-to forms in the episode where it was like, you know what, I'm going to divert to, you know, the <laughs> Italian man a lot today. Yeah. Um, or or, just, or I'm gonna be if any of mask. them were at all relevant to the current situation. Right. You know, if he drew an inspiration from anything around him rather than just suddenly being a cowboy who wants honey. But the fencing Frenchman was, was okay, and then we see him... Sure. F- Fence with uh with the with the stinger, with the stinger stinger. Yeah, and the stinger fences with his butt, which is funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta at give least it gives to Rob, Rob Paulson, Paulson something to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, having the different characters, I'm like, at least as a voice actor, he like might have gone into it being like, okay, I get to try these different things. But it kind of reminded me a little bit of the whole thing that is going on with um. Uh, why can't I th- remember the name of the voice actor who does Apu? Uh, oh, yeah. Hank Azaria. Oh, yeah. Hank Azaria. Or Hank Azaria. Yeah, where, like, at the time, like, Apu wasn't, like, necessarily, like, that, like, controversial, at least to the general public. I'm sure yeah. at the time it was still bothersome or, or problematic for Indian people then. But now it's so clearly not okay. Just like these characters are so clearly not okay that at the time, Rob Paulson probably wasn't thinking much about whether or not yeah, this we can was still take cracks at any of the colonizer countries. You know, yeah. France was France is on the table. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. And they're lousy baguette. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he brings out the French, uh, the fencing Frenchman, uh, it's basically like we get Sonic the Hedgehog again. Cause he's just doing Antoine. He's just doing Antoine you to cool out. Be quiet. Oh, you, <laughs> Andy, you've got to go. <laughs> you've got to stop this. <laughs> Too um, fast for the naked so, eye. Um, I laugh the the really. There is, uh, I got to say, uh, oh. of the of the absolute nonsense mask gags, 
Um, the they're mostly just okay. The one that slayed me is when he undresses the bear. He unzips oh. a bear. <laughs> he unzips uh-huh. the bear, and and it cuts back to this naked bear just trying to cover itself. I just is the bear is just aghast. <laughs> what has happened to I it? Never. <laughs> but you know what? They they even fucked that up because I laughed there too. I thought that was funny, and then. The mask jumps into frame, face filling the frame, and goes, "Hey, hey, hey! Dumber than the average bear." Yep. And I'm and I'm dead again. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't you can't sabotage your own joke because you're worried it wasn't funny. Well, not when that's the yeah. only funny thing you did in the last two minutes. Oh, was that like, not funny? Don't worry, we've got another one right here on top of it. <laughs> we've got, we've got a hat to put on this coming at you. We can keep piling hats. It's always good. <laughs> yeah. It's not a phrase for when something goes wrong. Right. I mean, the joke is just kind of that it doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. Yeah. You throw enough non-jokes, it's like some one of these has to be funny, right? And (laughs) they kind of never stop to double check. (laughs) But plot wise, um, yeah, there was the factory and then there was a bear it, it, something happens with the, the honey <laughs> chews right i don't I, after this point i don't really follow what's going on for the there's most somebody of the named mrs peeman <laughs> <laughs> which i did laugh at a so, so here's named mrs peeman here's what happens uh the stinger decides that uh his bees aren't working hard enough and he goes and reworks his formula and he gets one of yes. those old-timey like uh bug sprayers that look like a giant penis that you pump and at one point, he holds it right in front of where a penis would be. And we're going to use that image in the image for this episode. Uh, so go check that out. It looks like a big penis a on a B-man. It's <laughs> a rockin' red B-penis. B- rockin' red um, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he fixes the bees up. So now they can uh, essentially um, zombify people when they bite right, them. And so he enslaves the whole town. Yeah. Which, uh, once it becomes like a like a Night of the Living Dead type thing, like it's slightly more interesting to me for some reason, because then at least there's like a bigger plot and a bigger problem yeah. to solve. Well, because it's also ultimately, we get like four minutes of Stanley and not mask constant mask voices. Yeah, yeah. Oh, except I also hate Stanley because just like the whole thing of the movie is that like he's so bland and no one notices him because he's so normal. That he has to put on the mask in order to become interesting or attractive to women in the movie. Yeah, how else is he going to get Cameron Diaz to look at him? Right. And unfortunately, I think it's still kind of true for the animated series character. Where I'm just like, it's a nondescript white man. Why am I excited to watch him? I'm not really paying attention. Oh, look, there's bees doing a shining on the door and a cute dog. That's more interesting to me. Yeah. yeah, I think that the the bees the bees win the bees win this episode for sure. Uh, I root for the bees. <laughs> I speak for the bees. I am for the bees. They they don't win in the end, but I rooted for the bees the whole time. And I hate them in real life, but these ones I got behind because they were trying to kill the mask. Yeah, and after yeah, there's some sort of bee camp that is making honeycomb a giant honeycomb <laughs> for the stinger. And, <laughs> and you know, and the mask goes there, and I guess they foil it or whatever. Um, yeah. So lots of at rude one burps. Point he, and... uh, at one point, he turns into an old aging hippie on a mine cart, and he says, he does anyone have a bee in around here? 
which again is a joke that no kid watching this in the 90s is gonna get like what's i mean i guess that's for the parents but it's just it's a bad pun and it's about 60s culture don't don't do that (laughs) I think Don't it's I, I think it's very telling that just like just like Ace Ventura, we have what is you know the 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 structure of a pretty good show, and then they put Jim Carrey in and ruin it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. The the only I've, mandated thing that has to be in the show is is James Carrey or the or his likeness or or the thing that his his evocative character. And it it just kind of puts a turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> hey, who put who put this in here? Hey, who put this in here? <laughs> oh, classic crank. Is it so human turd? It's still <laughs> smoking. I think the mask lost me the most when he made a joke about fiery shits. Uh, when there's like a jar of hot peppers and it was like they yeah. burn more coming out and they do going in. And I'm like, God damn it! Oh, <laughs> yuck! Yuck! yuck. <laughs> Poop. <laughs> uh, and the episode, the episode ends with the mask unscrewing the man's stinger. The, oh God! He, he twists. The he removes that the man's stinger is in, is in this is in this like mausoleum he's built for himself and his honeybees <laughs> and, yeah. and all of his drones. The people that are now drones. Um, right. I, I don't know. I, I liked it. I liked the escalation of Buzz Stingman. Yes. Yeah. But they, it is. It is so. It is so like oddly phallic like the the stinger is the source of the stinger's like sickness it seems and so the mask unscrews this man's bee penis and holds it above him it's not as a... he turns back into a shitty white gross man and says look at your manhood it's, i took it <laughs> i took it and you're left with your you're left with nothing nothing you can, but your, you can just your, call it a penis you can call it a penis <laughs> a penis <laughs> <laughs> it's the beeman. <laughs> um, the, so th- they needed some sort of capper for this episode, which bizarrely oh. became like a toothache. And then he cuts to immediately to the dentist, to so some sort of sultry voice lady dentist. Uh, yeah. And he makes like I don't have any any gums, or I don't have any have teeth. teeth. He and scares a passing teen. And then he skateboards <laughs> off into the night. <laughs> no, he looks at the he looks at the camera and shows his teeth are still there, and he goes, "Psych." And then he skateboards <laughs> into the night, <laughs> pooting, pooting <laughs> into the night like a like as one of those vape teens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hoots off to vape. <laughs> Why did we do this? Why indeed? <laughs> That's a, a great question. I still very much like Buzz Stingman. <laughs> I, I did too. <laughs> I did too. I didn't expect to enjoy the mask as much as I did. But it it did give me flashbacks to Life with Louie and Louie's dad in the bee outfit. He looks a lot like Louie's dad, to, uh, Buzz Stingman does. Yes. I, I thought I'm going to dress up like a bee, Louie. <laughs> That's right, Louie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, final final thoughts here on Lori. Come our... back here with my butt, with my bee penis. <laughs> Dad, you can Lure. just call it a penis. <laughs> Dad, it's that not was a pretty good <laughs> I, No, I was doing a Louis Anderson. Let me tell you about my bee penis. Um, 
Any listeners that haven't listened to our Life with Louis special. I don't think are going to get this at all. This is so hard. Let's just do the rest of the episode in Louis voices. Let me tell you the one thing I liked about it. (laughs) (laughs) You guys want to talk about... Is this relatable, Nathan? Is it... The one anybody, thing I liked about the work. episode was that it reminded me of the worst episodes of The Tick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love no, but seriously, Anderson. it it did remind me of the worst episodes of The Tick. This I this show came that. out, oh, I think, boy. a year or two later, and like I loved The Tick. I still yep. do. And like the kind of like over the top, crazy, larger than life villains, where there's this huge problem to solve, some catchphrases, some like characters that don't make sense and are all based yeah. off of a joke, like all of that. I loved about the tick, but this is just like it. The tick is so lovable because he's he's because he yells big, spoon he's, all the time, and spoons are yeah. funny. He's right? dumb in a sweet that's what you're way. Gonna say? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> He's dumb in a sweet way, but like the mask is like irritating and and ag- like he's too much and he's, he's all catchphrase he's too too much yeah yeah although you know I the part of me I I just uh, the character is so painful and so and and they lean on like on like racist stick way more than they need to. They're walking catchphrases with which, the show around, yeah, which you know is is at all. But like for reference, like he can transform into anything. It doesn't always have to be people from a country, you know. Yeah, and we yeah. don't need to have Rob Paulson doing a Jimmy Jim Carrey impression, doing a Ricky Ricardo impression. So weird. So what about all three of them? What about all three of these? How do we how do we feel about having done this? Bad idea. I, bad idea. But <laughs> also. <laughs> I don't I don't hate the people who made these shows. I don't hate the Have you what what they had they had a lot to do. They had a lot of work to do around creating Jim Carrey shows. Yeah, if yeah. you selectively muted the title character out of all three of these, you're left with a pretty decent show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't hate the three people who uh made the show i hate the three people who made me watch these shows that's fair that's very fair that's the big difference we'll we'll take that we can we can live with that you know i think we can i think we have it uh the strength of will to uh to own that hatred and still bring you back next time for something worse real about how much worse it's gonna have to be next time (laughs) that's what i'm afraid of like because like i i I enjoy saturday Saturday morning tuesdays i like this show i like other episodes i've listened to and then i get on and i'm like how do i get here how is this like (laughs) what what happened what happened Um, nothing but kind to you (laughs) but (laughs) oh god I I feel like I've been like fairly silent this episode because I'm just like, what do I have to say? <laughs> like beyond like I don't know. Like it. Uh, what you think I about Buzz you. Stingman, my hero? <laughs> it it was straight like hero if I was ranking Buzz Stingman, if I was ranking the shows, I would put it. I think, and this is hard to say. I think The Mask is the best. Dumb and Dumber is the second best, and Ace Ventura is the worst. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'd agree for me. That. Absolutely um, true. But Ace, like, did you guys know that Ace Ventura was the last Hanna Barbera show on network television or on on broadcast television? Do you know how sad that is? <laughs> that they're they're Very sad. 
the series of television shows that they made, and that's the last one. Yeah, they made that shows they for like thirty five years, and if you make one Jim Carrey show, and you're just fucking out. You're out of the game. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what doomed them. They were done from there on out. Well, uh, and, you know, there's there's a there's an angle of this that I think is interesting, which is that at least two, if not all three, of these source materials are not that kid-friendly. No. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Ace Ventura is not really great for kids. And The Mask is kind of funny, but it's got some violence. It's a little risque. It's, it's a little violent, yeah. It's based on an incredibly violent comic book. Yeah. And, like, they've all got this just roots in, in very not-safe-for-kids material. And then... You know, we just we see this kind of shit over and over again in the '90s and early 2000s of them trying to take these properties and turn them into something they can sell to kids and get action figures out there. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, for sure. Like we're getting, we're getting an ad. Usually, if the the movie's an adaptation of something, then we're getting an adaptation of the adaptation, and what we're left with is this kind of soulless husk of. Of, I don't even know what, what's left, you know. Yeah, you 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 put you run this thing through the babblefish until they're until you're 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 just left with with this this monster, this sort of Cronenberg lump at the end, <laughs> yeah. exquisite corpse. Uh huh. In a strange roundabout way, how do you guys feel about the casting of Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik in Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> what's that gonna be? And thank you for Who turning knows? us back to Sonic the Hedgehog conversation. No. Because if you did, then I was gonna. I know what my job is. <laughs> to feed you the know, beast. Andy, Andy, I'll take like, that $100 on Venmo later. <laughs> I mean, Nathan, we're gonna bring you back all, for kid video again. <laughs> are they gonna call, are they, are they gonna, is he gonna be Ivo Robotnik or is he gonna be Eggman? No, is he you gonna stop be fat? It. Is he gonna be, is he gonna be a skinny Robotnik? That's not gonna sell. That's not gonna make sense. Nobody's is interested in the voice? things you like. <laughs> Look, and how are they? And, and you know, Ben Ben Sch- Schwartz as as Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, I, this is I'm excited. The for audio that. fades out to the end <laughs> yeah. of the show. Just fades out. As Andy here. invokes the dark, the dark, the dark lords. I just really want them to bring some of the lore from the Archie comics Jesus, into the, you're the, into the worst. movie. You know, like like get Julie Sue in there. Like I know Ken Penders is the one who owns the rights to and Julie we're fading Sue. You out, get her and all the echidnas. Get all those echidna characters in and. Nathan, as much as you hate this, we and love. you're going to hate it next time. We're having a great time. We and had, so, we uh, I, always, I always like talking with you guys. I just wish it was about something that I had any enjoyment of talking about. <laughs> Uh, but well, it's always a pleasure to hear your, your voices and to shit all over something. <laughs> thank you for coming on. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, you're Even good, if it doesn't boy. always feel like it. Mm-hmm. You're very, you're very welcome. I, I'll be back for whatever reason anytime. <laughs> I was so me. exasperated. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll accept whatever friendship punishment you wish to bestow upon me. Austin, I think it's time you said that thing you say. I think it's time we say that thing we always say. That thing we say every time, and that's somebody smoke me. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Just a little cigarette, and somebody smoke me. <laughs> I'm a naughty little cigarette. I'm just trying Alrighty to get smoked. Now. I'm gonna make a kid smoke me. <laughs> so I'm just a little cigarette, and I want to get big, smoked. Big gulps, huh? Well, 
I see you later. I love it. I love it when you smoke me because I'm just a little it's cigarette. Bye. Go- goodbye, everybody. Because I'm, I'm just a cute <laughs> cigarette, and I want somebody to smoke on me. Just smoke okay. right up on. We're fading out. We're fading the volume down. You know, I really just think that if we brought smoke some of the other like Jeffrey St. John, cigarette. we get the we get the. Wow. Wow, you done did it. You 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 made it through. You made it through our gauntlet of carry, our our terrible decision that we forced upon Nathan and and you know, we we only feel a little bit of remorse, just a little bit. But uh, I also feel it towards you. So thank you for sticking through this and 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 really really being there for us when we need you. Uh if you like what we do here on this wonderful little podcast that we put out every week without fail, uh please Follow us on all the social meds. Go find that iTunes page. Give us a little five-star rating. Leave a nice little note. Tell us how much you like it. We love hearing from you guys. So, you know, blow our egos up a little bit. Tell me how cute you think I sound. I bet I sound real cute. Cuter than Austin, I bet. Next week, we're going to be back to our normal episodes. Uh, It's going to be called episode 39, and I don't know what the title's going to be because, you know, get off my back. We don't know these things in advance, but we're going to be watching Cyber 6 episode 11, Sailor Moon episode 36, and Moo Mesa episode 12. So, I hope you come back and listen to our podcast.